I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. What is up, everyone? Hey, 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 guys. As I always say, welcome back to the Pop Podcast. I am solo in the studio this week. I know I posted a question box to answer all of your questions on Instagram. I'm trying to engage more with you all. I need to start sharing my email if you have any questions or things that you want to hear on the podcast. But the reason for this episode, which has been 12 months in the making, is I finally quit my job, which I'm going to dive into a lot today because now that I'm three days removed, I have never felt so much lighter and so free from an environment that was just literally not serving me in any way of my life. And I'm super excited to dive into this today because as a girl, female in her early 20s, I haven't talked too much about this on the podcast, which is probably going to be like my most vulnerable episode, but I do think the tw- your 20s are a very hard time. I'm a very ambitious person, and I've always said from day one that I wanted to be at a place in my career and be somewhere where I was financially stable and felt financially free before I started dating and then got married and have kids my entire identity, if we will say, or my entire goal in life was to be successful in my career. I've always been super career driven. I've always loved to make money. I love to have financial independence where I don't have to ask anyone for money. I've been this way since I was literally 16 years old. I was doing multiple different jobs and I remember probably a year or two ago, one of my really close friends who I post a lot of about her. Her and I always talk about careers and she was actually in a job that was super toxic. And I know a lot of people out there listening to this right now are either in that situation or they have been previously. And I will be the first one to admit that when I would hear people say that their environment is toxic or their leadership is toxic, I was very hesitant to believe that because I had never had an experience like that before. And a lot of times my default was maybe you're not strong enough or maybe you're taking things personally and you're responding emotionally instead of responding logically. Because I do think in the workplace, naturally, if you're a passionate person, whether you are or not, there's emotions that come into it. It is your work. You're spending a lot of times, a lot of time out of your day with the people that you work with and your coworkers and your clients or whatever you're doing in your day-to-day job. And I will be the first to admit that I just really didn't believe people. I didn't understand what toxic meant. I've been very fortunate to not have ever been in a toxic relationship. And up until this past job, I had never felt like I was in a toxic environment. And I know toxic can be a really extreme word. And so I don't want to throw that out there lightly. But I think what I learned in the last 12 months and what I'm going to continue to elaborate on is that I was just in a place that was not making me a better person and was not glorifying the things about myself that my close friends and family admire about me. And to be specific, I'm an introverted person. I 
like to call myself an extroverted introvert. I definitely recharge alone. But over the last 12 months, I've been way more introverted. I cut going out just in general, probably in half. I never had the energy to go out. I would hang out with my close group of friends, but I became very, very, very picky about the energy and the people that I was aligning myself with. I also obviously was throwing myself into this podcast, but this job just took and sucked the life out of me. And Spider, I always reference him. He's the, you can't see him, but he's the producer behind this all. And I remember I would come in all the time and just talk to him about it. And everyone that was near and close to me could tell that I was just not happy. I was not happy in my job. And when you put so much emphasis, and if you're listening to this, you're like, Aaron, you shouldn't do that. Okay. I learned the hard way, but that's just what I put emphasis on. That is what I wanted in my life. And it's funny that when you think you want certain things and then you get them, the outcome was not at all what I expected. And so I kind of want to take this back because I think with every toxic relationship or toxic job, there's red flags at the beginning. And I know in a relationship, I am very intuitive. And so if someone starts to show signs of who they are that isn't resonating with me, which is 10 times out of 10, for the most part, obviously I'm still single, but I think the same kind of goes into effect in the workplace. And when I was looking for my previous job, I was obviously unhappy at my first job. It was a great job, loved the people, very happy, encouraging work environment. I don't really have anything negative to say about that organization. I think they were great. They gave me the opportunity. I met super incredible people, but I am naturally more impatient and just very ambitious. And I think in that environment, I was kind of a lone wolf. I was always asking for more work and more work and asking to do more things and get promotions. And I felt like if I'm in a place where I have to ask for that, I probably need to look elsewhere. So that was my very first job. The last job that I just left was my second job, and it was the polar opposite of my first job, hence why the culture is what I personally think was the toxic part of it, if you will, because it was a very cutthroat sales job. And I will say that was front loaded to me at the beginning of the interview process. I was told that it was going to be the hardest year of my life. I was told that after a year, it was going to get a lot easier. I was told a lot of things and I kind of turned a blind eye to it. It kind of goes back to I'm very tough and I look at myself as someone who looks at a challenge and wants to conquer it. And again, I don't regret this last experience because I'm going to touch on a lot of the things that I learned about myself and about the workplace. I don't regret in the slightest bit, but I do think that Looking back on that interview process, my advice for anyone out there that's going through the interview process or is looking to make a move from their current job is ask more questions, ask what the culture is like, ask what your day-to-day tasks are. If they're telling you that this is going to be the hardest year of your life, ask them why. I have a podcast. I ask a lot of questions, but I think I was young and I was naive and I know It was only a year ago, but again, looking back, there was definitely certain things I think I could have done differently that now 
I would do differently in an interview process. And I did do differently when I interviewed with the job that I accepted and the job that I'm actually starting when this podcast launches. So I know there's a lot in there. I just think that if you're out there and you're feeling a sense of you're unfulfilled or you just feel like you're lost and just feel like you're there's a part of you that's being taken away in your job. I personally don't think that the solution is quit right now and you'll figure everything else later. For me personally, that wouldn't work just because I am someone that likes to, again, kind of going back to finances, I like to know that I can pay the bills and I like to know that I have another job lined up and that sense of security and that blanket Considering the fact that I do pay for everything on my own, if you're financially in a different situation, again, to each their own. But I think, and I've heard this a lot of, I even had friends and family that were like, just quit your job. And it's easy, I think, for someone else to say that. But in my mind, I told myself, Aaron, get through a year. My mom said the same thing. She's like, if you can get through the first year and you're still miserable and you're still unhappy, then start going elsewhere. And I think just a few signs for me were lack of energy. I felt like my coffee intake was skyrocketing. I could tell in my skin I was diving into meditation, but I felt that it was such an escape for me, like being present and not having to think about work was just heaven. And I never really understood the Sunday scaries, which I know I post a lot about Jason Tardick's book and he touches on. There were times on Sundays where I was near tears because I had to wake up the next morning and go to work. And I do think that this experience was given to me so I can empathize and sympathize with people that are going through it because I do think when you're in your 20s, it's a lot of trial and error. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know if I'll ever have it all figured out, but I leaned a lot on the people around me and I don't think I really realized the extent until I started hearing feedback from friends and family that you're super anxious all the time. I wasn't going out. My energy was declining. I wanted to stay in on the weekends to rest and recover instead of going out and being social, which is right up my alley. I love to do things on the weekends and meet new people. And it was really just a wake-up call. I think it's important when you're in this to, again, take feedback. I do think feedback is super important. And, you know, obviously listen to your close friends friends and family to an extent. I think there's some people that maybe don't know you as well and some people that do, but it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me. And there was a few instances in my job that things happened that I, to my core, disagreed with. And when I was talking about toxic culture, I don't think I don't want to blame the organization because I I don't believe in speaking ill. I think it was more of a me problem. I'm stealing this from Mike than it was a them problem. But there were a few different instances where lying was involved or there was mis, quote unquote miscommunication or things weren't adding up how they should or people weren't being honest. And I think, again, when you see those red flags and when you see those signs, believe it for what it is. 
And I actually had a conversation with one of my good friends that is still working there and she absolutely loves the job. But I just remember telling her probably six months into the job that it's really hard for me to stay around somewhere when I feel like there's no loyalty or there's no job security or there's no promotion or end game for me. And that's really how I felt. I felt like I was a hamster in a hamster wheel and I was just churning and burning and churning and burning, but I really wasn't having any gain. I felt like that corporate America bottom to the top. I was at the bottom, just, you know, making the people at the top richer, whether I agreed with anything they had to say or not, which kind of leads me to my second point along this and why the environment wasn't working is there wasn't a single leader outside of my immediate boss that I looked up to. And this to me was something that I had never experienced before. But when I would listen to the people talk or I would listen to the things they say, everything boiled down to money, nothing else. It wasn't what are you doing for your family or what are you doing for other people or work-life balance? The only thing that I ever heard was money, 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 money. And it's funny because when I first took this job, I took this job because I knew that it was going to give me a lot more financial freedom than my first job. Was I correct? Yes. But the number one learning lesson that I can tell anyone out there is that money does not buy you happiness. And I know I've had a lot of guests on this podcast that have said this very thing, and I think I've alluded to it a little bit in the episodes, but now that I'm officially out of this job, I can open up a lot more and be more vulnerable and honest in conversation. But I went into this job for financial freedom and I was willing to do what it took to hit a certain number And I had never been more miserable in a job or a career. And so this is your sign. If you're in the interview process or whatever is going on in your life, don't make a decision purely based off of financial gain. And I know that some people are in different financial situations and obviously EQ, every situation is different. Every person is different. But I think when you lean with money, and that's the only intention, the outcome is not going to be positive. And I've had many, many guests say that exact same thing, but it was something that I lived through and I can speak to now because I was miserable. Like I really was. And I didn't talk about it a lot because I thought I would be looked at as weak or you just need to push through or you're not resilient. And at the end of the day, Not every job is for anyone. And if you are feeling like you're out of place or that the company, the organization, the culture is not resonating with you, don't feel bad and don't feel like you're not as good of a person or you're not as strong or whatever it is. I think society kind of puts this pressure on you that leaving a job too soon or whatever it is, I'm not big on that. I don't cuss a lot on this podcast, but it's kind of just like, fuck that. Like, do whatever you want to do with your career and what you want to do. And that kind of held me back a lot. I knew that I wanted to get to the year mark, but I would say that I was selling and at the top of my organization and I was still miserable. And so 
it was a telltale sign to me that if I'm doing all of the right things and I'm having that quote unquote success that I thought that I wanted, but yet I'm still internally so unhappy, there's something bigger to this. And there's something that I really truly need to learn from this experience. And so it's a lot. And I know I'm just throwing things at you all, but it it just was my experience. And I just want to encourage all of you that it is truly a journey. And there was many times I actually took a mental health day not that long ago because I was up on a Thursday night bawling, crying that I had to go to work the next day. And I have never in my entire life taken a mental health day. I love to work. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's my escape. I love making money. I just love it. Like I love helping people. Work is my happy place. And I could not even physically get up to go to work which is when I knew that something had to change. And hopefully you all listening never get to that place. But that was my experience. And again, it's nothing against the organization. It's nothing against the job. I just think I learned enough about myself that this role was not for me. There's certain things that were involved in the day-to-day, like cold calling that just wasn't aligned with me. I'm also not money-driven which is something that I learned about myself that I'm super grateful for because I think I've always been money-driven and I've always liked nicer things and bought super healthy food and I've just naturally gravitate towards more expensive things. I blame my dad. My dad is very similar, not materialistic things, but we both are like that and I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think I realized me compared to everyone else that I worked with, that money was not it for me. It wasn't going to make me happy and it wasn't what lit me on fire at all. When I was making money, I was still unfulfilled. And then I would come to this podcast and it just lit me up inside. And it's funny because even people at my day job were like texting me saying, this is where, like, this is for you. This is what you're called to do that you're in your element. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. And it's funny because I don't know how I would have done if I didn't have this as an outlet and if I didn't have this passion project going on because at times it really truly did distract me from what was going on. And I'm someone that doesn't always, when it comes to emotions, I don't always process them. I'm more of a go with the flow. I'll figure it out. I meditate, I do journal, all that type of stuff, but I'm not a super emotional person. I kind of just am very black and white, no BS, on to the next thing. And so I think this entire experience really just opened me up. Like it gave me a whole new set of understanding, empathy, sympathy for people who have gone through that. And I do think now I can help guide and speak to people that are going through that in their life because whether you're super career oriented or not, it does affect all other areas of your life. And for me, even my fitness at times was going down. I was only doing yoga. I wasn't strength training or working out because I didn't have enough time and because I was so stressed out that my body literally could not physically do the workout because I was under so much stress. And again, I didn't really 
understand all of this when I was in it. But now that I'm out of it and it's been five days, I have never felt lighter. I have never felt more relaxed and just rejuvenated from being away from a situation. And it's so wild because part of the reason that I quit that job was because I knew I needed time and energy to put into this podcast. And I wanted to work for a company that aligned with the vision and was helping me grow in the direction that I wanted to go in my life. And it exactly the company that I found, which again is so ironic and everything happens for a reason. But I just think it's super important. And that's why I want to do a whole solo episode on it because I have a lot of guests on here and I went down the entrepreneurship route because I figured that out in myself that that's the personality that I am. And it was hard for me at times to have a side of me that was stuck in the corporate world, super unhappy, and then be on the podcast talking to entrepreneurs. And it's like, that's all I really want to do. So I wanted to just take this episode as a more can or candid open conversation about the last year of my life and why I made the decision to quit my job and how I felt after. So yes, and it's I did put up the question box on Instagram. And I did get a lot of really good questions. And it's funny because one of the questions from one of my good friends that I'm actually going to see this weekend was, what is your biggest professional regret? Which is so funny that this question was asked because the timing, again, could not have been more ironic. And I will say, I don't like the term regret because I don't think there's anything in my life that I look back on that I regret, it was a learning experience. And this job I could have looked at and been like, this was horrible. Why did this happen to me? But honestly, if I did not have this experience, I would not have empathy for people that were in that. And it's just not my personality. That's something that I struggle with. I was raised by super you know, athletic parents. You can do it, keep going. You know, If you're upset, you can sit in it, feel bad or feel bad or sit in your feelings for whatever. And then it's time to just get up and move on. Like my mom was big on not sulking, not feeling bad for yourself, no victim mentality. And so I carry that into other areas of my life. And so that's why I don't necessarily like the term regret, but I will say I have a few things to know on my biggest professional regret or mistake. The first I already touched on, which is money. I will never take another job solely for the purpose of financial gain. It's not going to happen because in my personal experience, it will not bring me happiness. It brought me the polar opposite of happiness. And so I think if you're going through the job interview process or you're looking for your next move and there's two jobs, job A and job B, job A is everything that you want in a job the culture is great from the interview process. The people seem awesome. It's what you want to do in a day-to-day. It's all of the things that you want in a job, but it might be 15K less than job B, which maybe the culture isn't as great, uh, but maybe you do like the role and there's, you know, 70, 70% of it is great, but there's a 30% of it that you're like, 
eh, I don't know if this is for me, but the pay is significantly higher. I'm not going to tell you what to do because anytime someone tells me what to do, I usually do the opposite. But option A is likely to yield you more happiness. And I think if that's what you're going after in your life, that's the advice that I would give. And I always kind of go back to Mike, but he's definitely helped me a lot with this. He always says one job is going to lead to the another, which is going to lead to the other. And in 10 years, you're going to look back and you're going to understand why every single thing happened. And so I don't think that you can make a wrong decision. And that's also why I don't think I don't like the word regret because I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I think it's all stepping stones on your journey and on your path. So that would be the first one on biggest professional regret. And then the second one that I'm going to say is kind of, I guess the second one that I'm going to say is not necessarily job focused, but I just think mindset focused. And this is don't live to work and take this from someone who really put everything on hold to pursue a career and to be somewhere financially. And I'm looking back and I know I'm only 25 about to be 26, but I look back on the last three to four years of my life and I've gained so much and I've met so many great people and I'm a lot farther ahead of my career than most people. But there's certain things that I wish that I did more of. I wish I traveled more. I wish I went and went out more. I wish I didn't I, I don't know. I just wish I didn't put my career as the number one only thing and really lock out everything else because it would have added more balance into my life. And I think since my career had such a high priority and I was so gung-ho on it, I really had blinders on to everything or not blinders, but I really just blocked out everything else in my mind. Like the concept of dating, not an option. Travel only if I could, but I would never take PTO. And I just think I was under that living to work. And the last year has really taught me that working to live. I want to create a life that gives me financial freedom, but also gives me freedom in my everyday life, allows me to travel, allows me to spend time with the people that I love, allows me the opportunity to have time today or even the emotional mental capacity to do that. And so I think that is my second biggest professional regret is that I put so much of who I was as a person into my career that now that I'm 25 and I'm 26, I have the money, I can travel, I can do things but at the end of the day, what really makes me happy is time spent with the people that I enjoy and being healthy and operating from a place of abundance and being able to meditate and not being stressed out 24-7 and not having to deal with certain leaders in work and all of these little things that had I not had the experience I had over the last 12 months, I truly do not think that I would feel this way. And that's why I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. And I'm extremely grateful that I did spend a year in that because I would not be who I am today and I would not have the perspective and outlook that 
I have today. So I think it was a really great question. And I know there's some people that probably have a lot of career regrets, but I encourage you to just look at things as a learning experience because I do think that every day, every week, every month, you're learning more and more about yourself and more and more about what you don't want, which I think is a lot more important than what you do want. Because I went into my last job and this is what I wanted. Like, this is what I thought I wanted. This is everything that I loved, everything that I wanted. I got it unfulfilled. Never been so unhappy in a job, everything negative. And so sometimes we think that we want something and then that thing comes our direction and we're like, holy shit, no, why? time to learn, time to grow, and then time to get out. And that was exactly what happened to me. So that's something that I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about. And as we kind of begin to wrap up this episode, I I mean, there's so much that I can touch on when it comes to job and career and pursuing what you're passionate about. But I just think it's so important to take chances on yourself and learn learn from the people around you, learn from things that don't go well and observe. I remember multiple times I was sitting in the conference room at my old job and all of my coworkers and everyone was talking and I've never felt so isolated and so not supposed to be there. Everything they were saying that they loved about their life was not me. And I had three really close friends there that I absolutely love and we were all on the same page. But it's just super important when you hear people, if all they're talking about is money and that doesn't align with you, listen to that intuitive calling and continue to follow that. Because I think when you're trying to force yourself into situations because you think it's the right thing to do, and I'm putting this in quotations if you're watching this, it's probably not. And whether your parents or your friends or your significant other, whoever it is that has this expectation that you need to be doing a certain thing, if it's not resonating with you and where you want to go into your life, you have to follow what you want to do. Are you going to get negative, hateful comments along the way? Absolutely. Are you going to have people say that they don't believe in you? Absolutely. It's part of the process, but I just think there's nothing, in my opinion, worse than staying in a situation and continuing to put energy and time into something that's not working. I don't have a number on the amount of time or months or weeks or whatever it is. I know some people say 90 days. Some people say six months. I think to each their own. It's your timeline. It's your life. But I've always been no BS, straight to the point. Don't want to waste time. And I just... Don't think, whether it's career, relationship, whatever it is in your life, if it's not working for you, don't force it. Don't try to make something happen or make yourself become something that you're not because it's not going to work and it's not going to make you happy. So that is my life update on that. That was one question. My friends were sending me a bunch of other questions. When am I going to Houston was one question. I have no idea. I've never been to Houston. I've heard mixed reviews on it. So I don't know when I will be going down there. No, I am not dating a professional boxer, UFC fighter. What Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. 
And that it was kind of it for the questions. Um, and I guess while we're on the toxic work topic, I'm going to end this episode with a funny story because I think now that I'm removed emotionally from it, I can share it. But obviously, I have a public platform and I had met someone at my current job that was super good friends with him. He was friends with someone else that I worked with. We were all in the same workplace, whatever. And so this guy and I were really good friends, talked about work, very platonic. And this was right about when I launched my podcast. I would say I was solo doing it solo for probably like two months. So it's been about a year. And one day on the podcast, I started getting a bunch of just mean reviews, like very personal mean reviews that I didn't really know where they were coming from, but I knew they were personal just based off of the quantity, the timing, and the things that these people were saying. And so I got them. I was upset about one of them for 24 hours and then have to move on. It's part of life. When you put yourself out there, I know what I'm walking. I know what I'm opening myself up to. I get it. It's part of the process. Fast forward to six months later, I get a phone call from this person at my job that I've never met in per person, never met. We've only texted or been on Zoom. Again, very platonic work. I don't shit where I eat. It's a policy that I've had for literally my whole life. So I get a call from this male individual and he's like, hey, hope you're doing well. I just wanted to give you a call to let you know that my ex-fiance thought that you and I had something going on and paid people to take down your podcast. And I was at a loss of words because I was like, is this a joke? This is something that would happen to me because I have luck like this. And I honestly didn't know how to respond, but my response was just, I'm sorry that that's what you're going through. I'm sorry that you would be with someone that would act like this. I'm praying for her and all of the people that use their own money to take down a girl going after their dreams. And that was the end of the conversation. But I'm sharing this story not to get a pity party. Podcast comments and reviews can be a terrible place sometimes. But also just to kind of show a, the character of some of the people that I was working with and B, that if you do put yourself out there and you leave a job to pursue something that you're passionate about or you're just trying a side hustle on the, on the side, everyone is going to have an opinion. There's going to be people that literally have never met you in person, don't know you, that are going to pay people to create bots to take down your podcast. So it was a learning experience for me. I definitely learned that people can have feelings for you even if it's very platonic and there was never any flirtation to each their own. But don't let negative comments or negative people or things take you down wherever you're at in your life, in your career. I think it's super important. And obviously my podcast is all about positivity and mindset. And I wasn't going to share this story, but on a whim, I just decided that I was going to because I think it's one of those moments where I could have stopped the podcast because of the comments. 
I could have stopped the podcast because I thought people didn't like it. And I just knew intuitively and in my gut that this was something that I was passionate about and something that I was being called to do. And so I kept going down that route. And I hope listening to this story and listening to this episode that you all feel encouraged that if you're in a place or you're in a toxic work environment or you're unhappy, you have the choice and you have the power to create change. It all starts with you. It starts with action. It starts with believing in yourself. It starts with putting things out there. And I think when you believe in yourself, you have confidence in your capabilities. You have confidence in who you are. The universe will send things your direction and continue to guide you down the path that you are meant to be on. So that is it for this episode. That is the life update. I am out of the toxic job. I am moving. Ooh, excuse me. I'm moving into another job that I'm super excited about. I'm going to be on social media a lot more. I'm going to be a lot more open and vulnerable on this podcast, which I feel like has been a long time coming. You'll probably notice my energy shift. I'm going to be on TikTok. So there's a lot of good things to come for this podcast now that that chapter of my life is over. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode probably sounds like a TED talk. It was not. And as always, the final question I'm asking myself is, what am I grateful for today? That is going to be my family. I spent Easter with my family and my dogs. And it was the reminder that I needed that I was on the right path, that quitting my job was the right thing to do, and that truly everything in your life happens for a reason. So thank you all. Go follow me on Instagram at pop with pop with Aaron. I'll put this all in the show notes and I will talk with you all next Monday. Thank you.